Uh, all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep. Well, welcome, this is Sleep With Me, the podcast that's here to put you to sleep. We do it the bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights and press play. I'm going to do the rest. And what I'm going to do is create a safe place where you can set aside whatever's been keeping you awake, whether it's thinking, feeling, sensing... You know, stuff, whether it's, you know, stuff, like stuff, uh, I don't know. What's that, what's that marshmallow? That's fluff, not stuff. But, you know, it could be stuff, could be stuffing, could be fluff. Uh, you know what they say about this podcast? It's, it's stuffed with fluff. Hey, that's pretty good. Sleep with me podcast. Stuffed with fluff. Now, with double, double fluffed stuff. Yes, it's stuffed with fluff. And the stuff is fluffed. And sleep with me. The podcast that puts you to sleep. What do you think? Any, anybody? Oh wait, I'm by myself here recording. Uh, sorry, let me reset. So here's what here's what I'm gonna do. This is a podcast to put you to sleep. I'm gonna try to create a safe place where you can set aside what's keeping you awake. Whether it's, I think that's what I was saying. Thinking, physical pain, physical sensations, anything you're experiencing emotionally, noises. You know, say your bed is full of stuffing or fluff. Say you're fluffing stuffing. I guess you'd probably fluff the bread cubes. You wouldn't fluff. I don't know if you, well, I guess you fluff. Do you fluff stuffing? There's a question, another question to interrupt the intro. And, you know, it's a fork. You know, usually for for food-based fluff, you'd use a fork. And but I guess yeah I guess what's that other thing a whisk you don't you actually do do more fluffing with whisk with liquids or gelatinous stuff if you were gonna fluff stuffing you would use a fork I guess you fluff rice is that what you give fluff rice you fluff couscous probably you know other grains you I haven't I don't know if when the last time I fluffed any quinoa was. Ancient, you, you know, do do, how, do do ancient grains get fluffed? Or they say no? I'm pre-fluff. I'm ancient. And you see, are we? Let's just put this out there. You know, it's, it's let's get country. Are we colonizing grains? You know, are we grain? Is that going to be? Are we? And I'm not joking. Are we grain colonists or not? So, we, we, let's get back to the fluff. You know, we don't need any actual substance. Uh, here, but okay. If you're new here, I'm gonna create a safe place where you can set aside whatever's keeping you awake. Might not be any of the stuff you listed. Ideally, you're not fluffing stuffing, or stuffing. Fl- you know, fl- fluff, uh, fl- stuffed full fluffed stuff. Uh, like this show. I mean, I'll do all that. I'll fluff. I'll I'll bring the fluff uh, and I'll stuff it, and then I'll fluff the, the stuff that I've stuffed. Is that enough? <laughs> rough, rough. They say. Anyway, how am I going to put you to sleep? I'm going to send my voice across the deep, dark night. I'm going to use lulling, soothing tones, pointless meanders, uh, wings of point, double pointlessness, because I got wings of pointlessness. And just in case anybody's wondering about it, you say, okay, wait, is it pointless meanders or wings of pointlessness? So we'll say, hey, what's the quickest way to find a pointless meander? Is for me to pointless, like, uh, that's how I find pointless meanders, by flying around in my wings of pointlessness. So it does make sense in context. So I put on, now you say, are your wings pointlessness things you put on, or are they stigil? 
And I would say, actually, that's a great, great question. I can't reveal, they, 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 what if I said both? But it, so I'll fly around more of a float or a soar with my wings of pointlessness. And I'll be meandering in the sky, but I'll be looking for earthbound meanders. And sky, you know, cloud, you, let's, clouds follow, clouds are seeming like, are those, uh, they seem to be meandering. And if you were to, you know, say, well, within this space, the cloud's meandering, but it's flowing. And it's, yeah, but it's, it's a meander. They, they do, do, you know, do, the jet stream meanders. I'm not, I'm not, I'm sure me, there's me, meteorologists out there that are going to disagree with me and say it just bends. And I would say, well, one, one person's bend is another person's meander. It's just all in the delivery, actually. Like, watch this, the weather today. It's going to be, you know, it's, it's it going to be warm. You, that's a good question. When you when you go out today, you're going to ask yourself, is it going to be warm? And I would say, great question. And that's something to think about before you leave the house today, uh, because you see, well, is it going to be warm? Or too like, and then you look at your jackets and your sweaters and your long sleeves. Because you say, well, is it going to be cool? And they'd say, why don't we just say the, the, the layer report? And they say, well, you're not, it's not your, your weatherman, not a a layerologist. And I say, well, I'm going to start, that's my new course, actually. The American Layerology Society approves. I'm a layer, I'm a meteorologist and a layerologist. And they say, what's a layerologist? Well, an expert in clothing layers. Uh, as they actually have a, have a, have a dual degree. So layers as they betray, like to the meteor, you know, weather conditions. And yeah, I can, you know, I can tell you what, how to layer stuff, you know, and then what the best layers could be. And I, I offer a menu of layers. And then that's how I lost my weather. It was actually a contest, weather, weather person for a day. And I think the anchor's exact words were, you're weathering my nerves. And I then I did some Shakespeare, you know, then I launched, I said, weather to nerve or to weather. As you weather my report, weather the, weather the layers you'll wear. And then they, so, you know, they said, well, they revoked it. They, they, I said, well, I said, get me, you know, I, 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 I said, let's go to Battle Creek, Michigan. That's where, isn't that the sweepstakes capital of the world? Or is that where Tony the Tiger lives, or both? I said, is Tony the Tiger the dictator of sweepstakes? Hey, but they, the poor security guard, you know, they, it was, well, I just, I'm just trying to do my job. So that was how, that was the end. Of, so that was how the trouble started with the meteorologist. That's not this podcast, so that's my other one. Layer cast, uh, not not currently publishing because uh, well, like I would have had to put out like ten ten thousand daily editions, probably more due to microclimate. I was, you know, it was a, it was I was done in by the microclimates of the world. You know, that would be a good skill to put on the like voice enabled speakers, though. Layer cast, but I don't think I have the effort to do you know that many layer casts, so. But I think maybe I could start that layerologist a cat. Anyway, I'm, oh, whoops, I'm in the middle of a podcast interest. So here's the thing. I'm going to try to take your mind off whatever's keeping you awake. I'm going to try to use creaky dulcet tones and the meander stuff, meander, meander wear. That's what I wear, meander wear.
Hey, this actually, maybe that'd be the clothing line. We could go with the, it doesn't have anything to do with layering, though. Yeah, the meanderwear. What do you wear when you layer your clothes? Meanderwear. Why'd you call it meanderwear? And I said, I don't know, I just find it funny because it almost sounds like I'm saying meanderwear, but I'm saying meanderwear. So it's just for my own, it, it feels good I'm against my lizard brain. Uh, but so this is a podcast to take your mind off stuff. So I'm going to talk here, finish out this intro, then we'll do a bit of housekeeping. And it'll be a bedtime story. And, and you're under no pressure to listen. You're under no pressure to fall asleep because the episodes will be an hour. I'll be here keeping you company the whole time. Uh, but if at any point you find yourself not paying attention and, you know, drooling or drifting off, or, you know, drooling and, you know, snoring. And that's all acceptable behavior. You fall asleep when I, at your leisure, and I'll, but I'll be here rambling. And sometimes this podcast doesn't work for everybody, let's be honest. You know, I hope it works for you. If you're skeptical, give it a few tries. You know, it can't make any guarantees, other, you know, other than, say, you know, I guarantee that there will be meanders. I guarantee that I wish I had a pair of meanderwear on. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be doing my best to put you to sleep. So I appreciate your time. If you're skeptical, I hope I can win over your trust in it by just putting you to sleep and taking, you know, just saying, well, I'm not thinking about that uh, thingamajig uh, that's out rusting in the front yard or whatever that I told that person that's now sound asleep snoring next to me to move 4,000 times. I'm thinking about a strange man in meanderwear, uh, talking about like uh, being a weather person, and saying, "Well, yeah, today's layer report is uh, today. Today's report, I recommend a muffler or a scarf. I'm not sure of the difference between a muffler and a scarf. So I'd say smart, smart murfler, scarfmler. That doesn't work. So that you know, but that's our layer report for today. Thanks, everybody." Uh, so that's it. I mean, I'm glad you're here, uh, and I'm, 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 I really hope and I really yearn to help you fall asleep. All right, thanks. Hey, everybody, welcome to Trending Twitter Tuesday, and it's a Saturday, you know, Saturday night, uh, and when you know that's how that's like the uh, par- par- paradox to making a sleep podcast, as I say sometimes. Well, the world is not asleep. Uh, you know, while people are dancing at the nightclubs and laughing at the comedy clubs or laughing with the comedians dancing at the dance clubs or, you know, out on, you know, high romance and, you know, skipping the romance, uh, you know, while the children are nestled all snug in their, their beds and the puppies are... You know, probably this is like a, this, it's, I think it's like pushing 9 p.m. And, you know, so this is prime Saturday night. People are, uh, well, I don't know. When I lived in New York, I don't think it kicked off till about 11.30 p.m. Uh, May, I mean, I started, I didn't, I started at, you know, 7, 6 p.m. after, but, you know, most regular people. But while all that's going on, that's when I craft, you know, that's when I craft the dolls. And, you know, maybe later I'll listen to some knocks with Koa. But believe it or not, I don't have I don't have a, like any subject matter. This is like one of these nights where I just sit down at the mic and I have nothing uh, ready to go, and that's when I procrastinate. So what I did was uh, 
I walked around a little bit and I did check the trends. I made sure we had some trends. I did a couple extra sound checks and they said, oh boy, I got, I got no. And they said, well, let's just ease it right into it. But, you know, I was thinking of all our, our friends in Australia that listen to the show. So that's where I called our call. Called is that what you do a call? You call C U L L. You call, yeah, because we had the calling of the mowers. Uh, but I called all our friends from Australia. And I guess, like, you say, okay, Scoots, I need, I'm going to need some more than this. And I say, okay, well, I was thinking about me and Co. Well, it's been a while since they talked about this. So just in case anybody's new, uh, they, my, my dog Co and I, we, uh, we listen to Knox. K, K only, cause you say, Scoots, after you, you know, on your, your Saturday night rager, what do you do after? You know, do you go out in the town? Uh, do you have a late dinner? You know, do you, is, is, is there, you know, do you, do you, you know, go to the, wait till the Trader Joe's workers that you ever, and they say, no, none of those things. Because you, you know, the you know, we know you're tra- you're playing playing soft with us, but we can imagine you can only imagine the uh, a glamorous life of a sleep podcast. And I say, yeah, you, you can only ima- exactly you can only imagine it uh, if you want to use glamorous, and you know, if you want to use slobby, uh, you know, you could use the slobby life of a, a sleep podcaster or so slobby, slo- sloppy or slobby. I'd say more slobby chaotic, uh, ner- you know, I guess it's not nerve-wracking, but my nerves are racked. Uh, actually, they're not really racked. I wish I could put them on a rack. I'd say, hey, nerves, can I put you on a rack for a little while and get back to you? And uh, say, never, you know, ne- never, I'll just leave you on this rack like all the other stuff that's on this rack. And then, you know, I'll push you to the back of the rack. So I say, what, what do I do with those nerves? They feel so good. W- whatever happened to those you know, did I put it, did I organize my hypervigilancies by, uh, they say, oh, wait a second, they're back here uh, under the cornstarch. Remember when you bought that cornstarch, you said the only time you buy cornstarch is right after you need it. And the last time I needed it, I didn't have it. And then I said, what is substitute for it? And I said, like, this was for a sweet recipe, and but not not pudding, not pudding, though. Uh, but okay, so I was talking. So what do what do scoots do on a night? You know, when you know after after you know to Saturday Saturday night to wind down. And I say, well, okay. Uh, what does scoots do? Well, that's what I was saying. My my dog. My dog's name is Koa K O A, and she's a lovely little lass. She's not too little. She's like a medium mid sized. It sounds like a car. Mid, she's a mid-sized dog, but she is. She's a medium. She's a small, like a lower, like she'd be a four, like a four-door, maybe like, a, but but not one of the big four-doors. Like I guess a Honda Civic. Uh, I mean, I, I can only imagine what she's doing in the other room. She said, "Did he just compare me to a Honda Civic?" And I'd say, "All right, whatever the corresponding Mazda, Toyota." Or whatever other cars. Would you want me to call you? Is you? Would you no? I mean, I don't think you're a Sonata. Is that a Hyundai or a Kia? A Sophia, Kia Sophia. I, I liked how they did that. That was a good one. Yeah, but she's a mid-sized dog, not a full-size sedan. You know, she's not a sedan, but she's close, and she's kind of like a mutt. Uh, 
but not you know not like uh like like what am I gonna say? So to and also you know my best friend, my loyal companion when I you know when she needs something, uh like food, water, attention, going to the back, go outside, go to the bathroom, going for walks, attention, uh, be petted, be scratched. Attention, you know, just general attention, uh, uh, head padding, stomach padding, back padding. Oh, hitting me with it when she needs to hit something with her tail when I'm bent over. Well, then, she, you know, if she says, well, my tail needs to get, let me whack him in the face with it. I am earlier. Uh, but also, Koa happens to be a connoisseur of Knox, K-O-N-C-K-K-Knox, K-O-N-C-K-S. And so that's what we usually do to unwind after, you know, a big podcasting session like tonight's is. Uh, we'll listen to knocks, recorded on location knocks of people knocking on doors. Oh, yeah, let me clarify that. Mostly on housing and apartment doors, building doors. So that's my hobby. Like, uh, I listen to knocks, K-O-N-C-S. And I, I happen to listen with my dog. And they say, okay, this so this makes sense. You make a boring podcast and your hobby is you listen. They say, wait a second, you listen to knocks. So yeah, recorded, like let's say you knocked on your door and you recorded it. Now, don't just send that to me because that's not going to do, you know, I got to fill up, you know, I can't have any downtime. So, I can, you know, I got to use these knocks to keep my subconscious at bay. So, you know, one set of knocks is usually people, what do they call that with playlists? You curate it. Like nowadays, and even since the since I got into this hobby, you know, people curate knocks. And so they'd say, okay, well, where are you in the Midwest? Okay. Yeah, and that would be a knock curator. And that's it's a hobby in itself, itself, just like somebody that makes a mixtape or a remix or curate spot like Nick Qua. Well, he's a reporter, uh, writer. I'm trying to think uh, who just curates podcasts, but you know, like a like a like a different than an art curator, but maybe a, a hobbyist art curator. I don't know how come art. How come you get paid to curate art, but nothing else? Uh, like a TV, like your friend. You everyone has friends that curate movies. You say, "Well, what's good?" I'm looking. I'm feeling something in the French black and white genre that's you know incomprehensible. And then they'd say, "Okay, well, let's see." Like uh, they'd say, "Well, do you, you like you want mainstream, like Criterion Collection, or, or do you want me to throw you for a loop?" You say, "Well, you think I'm texting? You know, think I'm? I'd say you think I'm calling you, but of course nobody calls anybody." They say, you think I'm getting a hold of you for Criterion? You know, throw me for a loop. And they say, okay, well, and okay, one more thing. No mimes and no berets. And I say, oh, boy. Okay, and then they would tell you a movie. They'd say, well, I think you should watch this. It happens on the, you know, it's a tale of a tale, you know. So that's the one that curates movies as an example, an incomprehensible example of someone that curates knocks is someone that listens to recorded knocks. And curates them for people that listen to next. Just I guess just like a mixtape, you say, well, I'm going to put these together into a compilation, and then I'm going to send it out to these knack enthusiasts, or post it, or 
or share it. And, and everyone, you know, just like if we're all humans, I, get, I think, well, I mean, some people that listen to Knox, you might say, well, dogs, Co is not a human. And I would say there's probably some aliens listening to Knox so that they, because once you start listening to Knox, you can learn so much. I don't want to over-explain it because I always end up over-explaining the listening to Knox. Uh, and, and if you say don't bother Googling it because those of us that listen to Knox, we take it seriously and we don't need any more people listening to Knox. Uh, because one of the beautiful things that, that, like, and I guess this is like, uh, what do you call that? What is Marty McFly? You're so gullible. I guess it's not gullible. It's something else. But, uh, Maybe because Knox haven't gotten that big. Like, there are some negative, like, Knox critics or people that bring negativity into it. For the most part, as a pastime, you don't get much more, like, uh, I mean, it's not really a competitive thing. It's pure, like, I guess, like, smelling flowers. How many people, I guess that's what I would compare it to. And I can hear palms hitting foreheads now, for especially uh, horticultural types. Uh, but let me just like uh, let, let me just draw these parallels. Like, uh, let's just say there's a like there's a couple of rose gardens in the Bay Area. So let's just just stick with roses for now. I'm not too, like this isn't a this is just an example. But let's just say we were to drive over to a rose garden in Berkeley or Oakland, and that's with the season when the roses are, which is pretty long, I think. And we just went through and we smelled the roses, so, you know, stop and smell the flowers. This time we're taking it to the next level. And I'm sure there, like, like if people, I'm sure there are, if you wanted to get into, like, not fun flower smelling, you probably could find that on the Internet where people are very aggressive and negative, but most of us that are looking for hobbies, we're looking for negative free hobbies like that are a distraction that can recharge where we can kind of escape. And escape might be the wrong word, but so let's just say we're a bunch, let's say we got uh, 15 people together to go smell these flowers. For the most part, people would smell the flower and be like, hmm, you know, they're like, well, that smells a little bit like this, or oh, that one doesn't smell. Or occasionally be like, whew, that doesn't smell good or that smells terrible. And if you have 15 people, there's a pretty high chance one person out of those 15, I don't know what the percentages are worldwide, is going to be, you know, a grouch. And, I, and, you know, I tend to be a grouch, but I usually keep it to myself. But there are those people, like a rain, rain on the parade type, you know, that'll say, you know, that, but, but for the most part, if you're smelling flowers, you, you're going to be easy to identify a person that's really negative. Like our own, my internal critic is like that. And probably pretty easy to dismiss them and then probably say, hey, listen, next time we come, we, we like, don't invite that, don't invite that scooter, scooters into that part of scooter that was like, when is this? They see it, but like, you know, where you don't know how to smell flowers or whatever. So, so smelling, list smelling flowers is, I guess, something you could appreciate. And depending on the depth of your knowledge, you know, that can change your appreciation. And then if you go with someone that's really, they say, well, the flowers that end in two vowels, you know, they don't smell at all. And you say, wow, I never knew. Now, that's not a fact. That's a made up thing. Just, just don't bother even. If that was, that'd be pretty cool if I was accidentally correct. But, you know, say, oh, wow, they don't smell at all. And then I can just hear that critical. But well, you know, technically, it's always, you know, what do you live at the flower garden now? 
Uh, but for the most part, the knock circles that I'm involved in, the knock listening circles, they tend to be pretty positive and upbeat or neutral. Just appreciate, you say, just let's just appreciate some knocks. So I say, hey, I scored these knocks. You know, like, in the, I guess this gets into music. You know, you get all these DJs or you used to. Like you had, a, who who were the big DJs when, I guess I don't know anymore, but it was like DJ Shadow or remember Danger Mouse. You say, man, I got my head, like, so there's people like that where you say, now there aren't any knock, there should be one. Well, I guess it wouldn't be Danger Mouse because you'd say, well, really, is it a, that would be confusing for a knock nick, nickname, which is, you know, some there's some alliteration for you. Uh, but I guess this brings me to like, so, okay, so let me just uh, like reset for everybody. So that is what me and my dog do. Not every Saturday night. I'm trying to think as we sit around, we turn on this, uh, the, the stereo or Bluetooth speaker, preferably, you know, you want it loud. You want a little subwoofing and you, you know, you definitely want, you can have compressed files, but you probably want a pretty decent bit rate just so you can hear all the details. And then we'll sit there and listen to the details. And I'll make comments and Cole will look at me. Occasionally she'll make noises if it's a really interesting knock or I make an interesting observation. And just like smelling flowers or I guess another uh, like uh, allegory is that what it is like would be drinking wine. But, you know, with wine, money's changing hands, and there's an industry involved. So it's not a negative thing. It just adds, like, an extra layer of, uh, I don't know, I, I, I hate to say that listening to Knox is more pure than drinking wine. But I guess there's a different allure. I mean, I would I wish I could still drink wine. I can't do that anymore. Plus, I never, like, I didn't have the, like, where I can appreciate a knock. I was just glugging, glugging the wine. So a couple more things to answer any questions that are coming up since you're not going to find it on Google because we cover, you know, we're keep, it's, it's, you know, we keep it to ourselves. Uh, how do you get next? You exchange, you like, you, you exchange them, I mean, and mostly at this point on goodwill because the person that's uh, curating the knacks or recording them is either a knack listener or I said like some knack. So, so if you're giving the person that curates the knacks what they want, like appreciation, or in-depth commentary, or, you know, maybe some people, like, maybe some people write erotic knock fiction that's, on you know, that's inspired by the knocks. Uh, by the way, there may be a new book coming out uh, one day called Hollywood Knocks 4, New Knock on the Block. Uh, still, you know, title pending. I mean, Hollywood Knocks is the series. And, yeah, some people, they say, well, I'll give you all the knocks I want if I could get the new chapter of Hollywood Knocks. What was it? Now? I can't remember what I was on. Hollywood Knocks 4, new knock on the block. And you'd say, well, tell me more about that. What did you say? Did you just say erotic knock fiction? And I say, yeah, it's uh, it's a subgenre of uh but it's its own genre. It's a uh, it's erotic fiction about knock. So like knock 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 inspired, still knocking on the doors. This isn't a code word. I mean, obviously, new knock on the block is like a boy band, and, and it's about knocks and 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 interrelated. Uh, 
and it's actually like about a boy band, boy band that's no longer boys, uh, and, and like inspired by the tr- true uh, new kids on the block. Cause I think they toured last year with Backstreet Boys, I think. And I think Joey Fatone was just singing with both groups. This could have been a dream, or if you, I can't believe I'm publicly stated, I could have fugue stated it or imagined this. I did not, I could have dreamed it, but it was, was a you know, pants on dream. Uh, but this, this is not a hobby. This is how I acquire my knocks. Okay, well, let's just be straight of the commerce. You know, it's a true, like in kind trade. I say, well, here's the next chapter. Here's a rough draft of. You know, uh, what was the one, knocking the red carpet or whatever? I forgot. That was like Oscar season knock. I think that was Hollywood knocks too. Uh, knocking the red carpet. I can't remember because it, you know, it, once I write them, I, you know, I try to forget. I, I say, did I write that? Oh boy. Uh, so that's how I acquire my Knox plus Goodwill. They say that's the guy that wrote Hollywood. And, they, and by the way, Hollywood Knox three was a flop. So I am. It was widely panned in the erotic knock in the erotic knock community and the knock community, the regular non-erotic knock community. Uh, but I think new knock on the block. I don't even know what. Like I, I think I turned t- tuned out what Hollywood Knox three was about. I think it was once, twice, three times a knock, or was it? I think that was it. You see, that was a terrible title. Hollywood knocks three, triple knock. No, knock on the clock. There you go. That's a good one. That'll be. Uh, I don't know if that that might should be like uh, maybe a noir noir knocks. Maybe that's an. Maybe I should stop Hollywood knocks. Noir knocks. What did I say? Knock on the clock. Tick tock, knocked the knocked by the clock. There we go. I think that was an Agatha Christie novel, though. Uh, anyway, let's let's so so then you get your knocks. However you do it, you could just have goodwill. You could say, "Hey, I heard you had uh, some knocks. Could I get? Could could you send them to me?" And some people are, you know, they maybe and they say, "Well, I know, you know, you know, if you tell them my name, you won't because my name's not Scooter or Drew in the knock world." Uh, and my, you know, I won't even release my pseudonym for Hollywood Knox and the new series coming soon. Noir Knox, Tick Tock, not knocked by the clock, but I still do have to finish uh, Hollywood Knox four. Maybe it's a how what was that? The Hollywood Squares. You remember that show? I don't know. That doesn't have anything to do with Knox. It just it just popped in my head. So me and my dog listen to Knox, and we appreciate him. Just like I think that's enough explanation. And you might say, okay, okay, I'm, I'm, I can't fall asleep because this is like I've never heard anything like this. And I say, well, no. I mean, the people like, like, there's people that have mustaches, right? That they like, and then they buy stuff for their mustache, like a mustache grease. You know, I don't know of any mustache conventions, but I'm sure there are one. And then there's people that are fine, you know, that, uh, you know, that, 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 that's, they say, like, so there's nothing weird about my hobbies or, you know, there's nothing strange about this at all, uh, at all. You know, why, why am I turning red and getting hot and, and shaking my head back and forth? 
Uh, but if you, well, what do I get out of it? Well, you know, it's relaxing. Listening to Knox, you can immerse yourself in an imaginary world that's also like you're dipping your toes into some other reality. It gives you a chance to talk. And, and if you're, you know, I guess I've kind of become a hermit. So I just do it with Koa. You know, but there was a time where you'd sit around in a Knox salon and then you'd listen to Knox with other Knox enthusiasts. And I don't think Ben Franklin was, I think one of the Franklins, one of like uh, his spurned brother or something, Jerry Franklin, like had an axon back in the 18, whatever, 1700s. And Ben Franklin, I think, had some non-choice words about it, but whatever, you know, screw him, by the way. Sorry, sorry. I'm not, I'm not going to apologize for people being mean to NAC listeners. I can't believe that just came out, but I guess it's, I guess that was a repressed. Uh, but so it's relaxing, except when people are critical of it, you know, especially you know famous political figures. Uh, it's relaxing. You could, if you were at an axelon, you could talk about it, and for the most part, it's this kind of refreshing uh, banter. And like, is I don't want to say it's an intellectual probing, but there are intellectual people that go to these Knox salons, and so then you'll have like, a, you know, maybe a metaphysical look at a knock and then a psychological profile, and maybe a builder, and then you're really talking. You get a meteorologist in there, and and then you get someone like me, like a wild card. And they say, you know, I say I felt I don't think they washed their hands today. And that, that that I said once, and everybody went quiet. And that was the one. That was like uh, one. That was my high point. I stopped going because they said, "Really, I think you're right." And then we rewound it, and we heard some sneezing, and no one had picked it up. I did, but subconsciously, probably. But yeah, so that's what me and Co would do. So, but I was thinking, like, uh, so so we listen to a lot of knocks, and you guys say, okay, so you're 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 really you're really selling this knock uh, pastime. How do I get into it? I say you don't, you know, and it's like a, I don't know, it's not for you don't you don't want it. you know you you find something even better to, to do than listen to knocks. Don't let don't listen, you know, maybe read maybe buy some erotic knock fiction. That that would be a great place to start. I have about 43,000 uh, digital copies of Hollywood Knox 3 somewhere. Uh, they said, you know, self-published. They charged me for, I said, you really, digital, you got to print the digital copies. They said, yeah, we do. Uh, not, and I, so I did, that was the last time I used that company. Uh, would you say, Scooch, you're making it sound like such a, like you're saying, oh, like you're, you're being myopic. I guess maybe it might be your impression. And I see, yeah, I have a myopic view of it. And, but it's not all pure and it's not all like uh, relaxing and stuff. Yeah, there's some negativity. And, but some, even the controversy, the biggest controversy we, we as the NAC community faced was the insiders, uh, and this was a movement that started all the way in Australia, believe it or not. And it was like a show, I guess you call it a subgenre or something, where, uh, like, uh, they, they, they started like a, a community that it was this famous, it was one of the greats, actually. I, I'm, I guess I'm hurt. Uh, uh, it, was, it was a great Nathan Brown 
who like uh was a knack like because it's like for me listening to Australian knacks is like uh like you know getting a freaking like Luxate or something you're like wow this is so exotic like Australian knacks and you listen to them and then maybe you read like I'm reading uh, Barbarian Days by William Finnegan. So sometimes, yeah, I queue up the knacks of where he's going or where he's been. And, you know, that's like a dual, whatever, like uh, enhances the reading. Not, not, well, sometimes I will listen to it at the same time. And I got to tell you, you Australians know how to knock a door. I mean, you've got a great way of doing it. So be, pat yourselves on, be proud for sure. But so this guy, Nathan Brown, he it, it, it was very famous for writing these knock essays and beautiful, beautiful writing about knocks. Like almost like it wasn't half prose, like it wasn't poetry. I don't know. He, he, his writing, he just, just uh, it was just these essays about knocks and it was just like nothing you have ever read. And then suddenly... Uh, like they started, like his writing started devolving and, and getting like, not just less comprehensible, but I don't know. It just, I just started, I stopped getting it, I guess. And then he started like deconstructing Knox. I think that was part of it. And then he put out this, uh, what do you call those? Manifesto. It was called the NSW Vivek Manifesto. And I said, what in the heck is that? And, you know, because me, for me, knocks are like separate from reality, but connected to reality. And they can be metaphorical and artistic and stuff, but it's a different, and I guess maybe this is just my view on it. I don't see knocks, I guess you could take knocks out of this thing and use it as artwork, like some sort of, performance art that would be fine you like uh and that wouldn't bother me but mr brown like started this insiders movement which was basically knocking from the inside and it, like what was harmful about it or what it spurned me let's let's be let's use the full let's go full bore here was that the knacks were leaked out as uh, outdoor knacks, regular knacks, because most knacks, who's knacking from the inside, you know? Uh, maybe children, maybe jo jokers, and who, who else? Like, uh, I mean, people sending messages, and, and Mr. Brown, like, underestimates. So they put out these knacks, and I can't, I don't want to say because I don't like I don't want anybody to fall victim to it, but they were like uh, labeled in a way that they were these very rare knacks somewhere near Australia, so that the to try to fool the meteorologists and the you know wood experts that really love listening to knacks, and they say, well, that's not like that's not a you know a wood door wood that's used in Australia. You know they can see through that stuff. Uh, but so basically, as I guess as I'm alluding to, uh, Mr. Brown, like, uh, I guess they were fraudulent knacks. So I guess they never said they were outdoor knacks. That was like one of the, like they were indoor knacks. They were knacks recorded indoors with the purpose of being falsely labeled as 
No, no, to, to see if people would know. And people, of course, did very quickly. Everyone said, what's up with these necks? And we were passing them around and listening and chatting, saying there's just there's something wrong about it. And it was interesting because you, you have, and I mean, I don't mean to, I'm sure there's all different levels of uh, people that listen to Knox. But, you know, it, it attracts a certain type of person in general, like a very diverse group of people. But I mean, like as far as like a personality makeup, even diverse in the personality. So I guess, but I, I guess I'm saying that people that listen to Knox tend, tend to be, of course, we view ourselves as smart people, I guess. Uh, but at first it was kind of like uh, people were flummoxed. Everyone was like, these knacks are strange, and there's something off about these knacks. And then people started saying, well, these aren't from this area that they're supposedly from. And then someone noticed, you know, like then people started really digging, and they said, wait a second, what's this other noise? You know, because you can't have isolated just knacks, but it's nice to have some of the ambiance. And so, you know, someone figured out these are Australian knacks. These are not this other area's knacks. And then it was someone very young, I think a college student who was into knacks. And she, she said, she said, uh, they're in, these are knacks from the inside, insider knacks. And it became this whole thing. And I think the initial reaction was that Mr. Brown was making fun of us. And this young woman, Anna, Anna Mears, that was her, like, she was naming herself after the, the cycling greats. So this was just her call name. But she started, you know, she led this lashback called, the, like, it was called the, uh, it was called, uh, she led this movement, it was called the Title X 1015, because it was uh, 10, uh, like, uh, October 15th, I think, it just like uh, three or four years ago. And they found out about, Mr. they said, like, they thought this was making fun of the not community or trying to play people as fools. And then it was, like, uh, also this performance art piece and I guess in circumstances, like looking back at it, I don't think we could accuse Mr. Brown of, uh, I think performance art maybe or curiosity. Uh, but at the time, like most knock listeners were outraged, but then some people were, were taking Brown, you know, they, there was a, a small schism that was defending Brown and then there were, everyone else was in the mirror's camp. And it was nice because it was coming up on World Food Day. So the way the main knackers did it was uh, they stacked, they surrounded Mr. Mears or Mr. Brown's place in canned goods to donate for World Food Day, like all the doors. And uh, like they said, now you're an insider. And then a couple other people that were very, very vocal about this insider's movement. I mean, what was interesting is that then a genre of knock listeners developed that said, well, I kind of like listening to inside knocks. And those will be more intentional knocks because you can't really collect, uh, like, it's hard to get wild knocks coming from the inside. It's hard enough to get outdoor wild knocks, but it can be done. And there's people doing it everywhere, you know, and the technology now exists is even better. And now that people have all these, like, cameras and stuff, like, uh, it's a great day to be a knock fan.
and it was a great day for these insider knocks. But yeah, like the schism, it was it was not pleasant. And then it became a whole PR thing. I don't think anybody attributed it to knocks. I think they said it was some sort of uh, you know internet based romance thing, which was incorrect. But you know, it's like uh, who wants to be outed as a knock listener? Uh, but then also, what would uh, we see, like was uh, there was a group of us that said, okay, let's not get the schism going. Like the reason we love Knox is because we want you know we want to keep this something fun and something positive, and we liked the playfulness of the World Food Day thing. And so then, like uh, then we thought about the wild Knox. And it just happened that the Melbourne Marathon was right around this time. This is all the schism time. So people started saying, well, what can we, and this was actually my idea. I don't want to brag too much, but I, you know, I wasn't there. This is like one of these hard things for me, like, but it knocks, you know, that's another thing, you know, for people that don't get to travel, knocks give you a taste of the world a little bit. But we went and we put a call out to everyone that loves knocks that can run a marathon. And there wasn't a huge response to that. So then it became like we would say, what kind of running clubs, you know, can we reach out to? And there's the like hash running clubs. Those are like people that, uh, like it's a drinking club with a running problem. Uh, and we said, well, those like, what if running groups are, have a little bit of sense of humor and aren't in this marathon? They're in it to finish, but would they consider stopping and knocking on doors? And Ann Mears, the, 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 the knock personality, not the real person, uh, she read, she, she led this like group and she said, well, geez, what if they knock on the door and give the person a canned good with the label? about World Food Day, and but then they're also recording the knock, like, uh, and the people, they didn't get it. Uh, the, the We said, okay, that's just part of it. Like, uh, you're running the marathon. Each person would get three canned goods because he said, geez, we're, you, we're, you, this is like a PR thing to help the World World Food Day and uh, get, can, you know, get canned goods out. And knock on the door, like, uh, and we just mic'd them up, and we said, and we'll record your whole run for you. We just want the, maybe that's how she pitched it. Maybe she just said, I don't know. I guess, I guess I'm imagining how I pitch it, which would be wrong. So you're going to record me knocking. Why do it? So I think that was it. She's like, we're going to record you running. So I guess it's a little disingenuous, disingenuous. Well, you know, that's how is how you capture Knox uh, is miking, you know, wearing a wire. Uh, was one, you know, one way. Anyway, not important. I don't want to do like uh, solely the name of Knox listeners. Is like like actually when I was asked to, to leave my last Knox line, they said my erotic Knox fiction had sullied the name of. They said, why do you have to bring attention to Knox as a hobby? And this is, they haven't heard, heard about the podcast. You know, luckily, people that listen to Knox, they don't have trouble falling asleep because Knox, listening to Knox is so relaxing. So that was the idea, was we'd get all these Knox collected during the Melbourne Marathon and get canned goods out. I guess that maybe that was the thing. That'll offset uh, the rec- secret recording of Knox. 
Maybe that's another book series, Secret Knox. Well, yeah, K-O-N-X. I haven't had a character named K-O-N-X in my Knox fiction. Secret Knox. Yeah, that could be like a spy one. That's kind of overdone, but uh, like that could be done. But so anyway, we we had all these people running in the Melbourne Marathon. We picked up their uh, entry fees. And we we had all this canned food and all the printing, all the labels were on there. Uh, and that went off like without a hitch. It went, we got, there was a lot of knocks. I mean, there was a lot of noise. So they were like, uh, I guess it was cool because it gave you like a sense of the uh, Melbourne Marathon because you could hear different cheering and stuff. But it was a little disjointed. But it was still cool, and it was also way, like, it was still secret. No one knew it was about knocking. Uh, but then we also had to kind of fix the, the schism that was going, and that was kind of hard because uh, people didn't want to forget about the, the, the fake indoor knocks, uh, except for, you know, except for the people that got into it. And, you know, a couple of people said they wanted to throw uh, Nathan Brown or whatever in, in in Mitch Creek. And I said, Mitch Creek's a basketball player. You can't throw someone into. And they said, oh, oh. So I said, I said, maybe I'll do something like more like to take. Because I just felt, I guess I felt bad. Like uh, at first I was mad. And, you know, people just wouldn't let it down about this inside knocking and attempting to ruin the knocks. And who does this guy think he is? And why, you know, we had this great hobby and someone had to ruin it. Next thing you know, there's going to be knock bullies or not, you know, like knock know-it-alls, which there kind of already was, but, but, but like, uh, I don't know, you know, just a paranoia that people get when you when you love something. And I guess because it was originally my idea to throw uh, whoever it was in the, the Nathan Brown into Mitch Creek. I was actually the one that was corrected. They said, that's a basketball player here. And I said, oh, and I actually made a sign, toss Nathan Brown in Mitch Creek. And they said, that's a bit. And I said, okay. So I guess I did feel bad. And I said, man, what, how can I fix this? Like, uh. Here we have this relaxing hobby. You know, one of the beauties of the Internet is now across the world, you know, we can kind of come together and share our knocks or, uh, you know, to talk about it or exchange them or, you know, share the writings. But now everybody's kind of upset with this one person. And I said, okay, well, what am I good at? Like, uh... Like, and this was a couple of years ago, so you probably can figure out where this is going. But I said, yeah, I guess I was wrong to judge, you know, who am I to judge? And why is this person, I think, is that what throwing shade is? Everyone's throwing shade on this person for making these inside knocks and trying to pass them off and having probably some sort of... uh agenda that we didn't quite never we never grasped was it to make fun of Knox or was it a, a performance art you know because we pushed this person right out of our community but it was still like everyone was harboring this resentment and, and when there's like that big of a resentment hanging over people's heads then people don't want to become the next person to mess up right 
because that person's got to set a precedent in, in this. Well, they weren't nice to that person. And me, I can usually handle that kind of stuff. Uh, and I was ready for, you know, a dose of hermitude. And I said, okay, well, I love Knox. I love the Knox community. You know, what stunts am I good at? And then I said, well, uh, you know, I had been writing about flower smelling, erotic flower, you know, gar, gar, erotic, gar, what did I call I called it, uh, but, you know, erotic fiction having to do with the garden. You know, the first one was called, and of course, it was. It, it, this was one of the first ones. So it's tropey as anything. Every rose has its thorns. And thorns ended in an E because the lead characters were a uh, sister and a brother, the thorns. Uh, and uh, that was never, that was published. And then, you know, subsequently, likely this is all under pen names. But uh, that was like when I was writing erotic garden fiction. Every rose has the thorns. But I said, maybe I could do that for Knox. Uh, and I said, okay. And then I thought about, that's when I came up with the idea of the Hollywood Knox, which I forgot the name of the first one, too. Maybe it was just called Hollywood Knox. And then maybe Knox on the Rocks. I think that was Hollywood Knox, too. Was it? But anyway, I said, okay, let me, and I wrote uh, my first book, uh, Hollywood Knox, and you know it had it had some plot in there and some action and some romance and some you know stuff and and a lot of knocking, you know interspersed with plot, and of course uh, you know when you release stuff on the internet it can get duped and passed around, and so I accidentally let it drop and then it spread like wildfire and everyone said who is this like what if this leaks and this was right around the time of uh, what was that called? The Gray's books or whatever, you know. Um, I forget what those books are called, but those three books that were really popular. And everyone in the Knot community was like, you know, obviously I put enough detail in there that they knew. And it didn't take long again because Knot listeners are super intelligent. Hint, hint. Uh, and I'm just kidding partially, but they found out that it was me. They said, okay, Scoots. I mean, that's not my not community name, but, uh, and then that was it. Everyone was very upset at first and they pushed and, and then everyone forgot about Nathan Brown. So job done, you know, also helped me tap into my, you know, cause I didn't, I thought, I thought, uh, the thorns were pretty good two characters, but I, I didn't, I don't know. I guess I don't know anything about gardening where I was able to layer so many more details in with the knocks and then the, the Hollywood knocks, you know. So, yeah, that, that's how I developed that. And, and I guess that's me. I don't think I saved knocks because now everybody's mad at me. And I'm kind of a joke, but I say that's fine. I, you know, like, uh, like and and then there's people again. So like the indoor knocking that I said. Well, actually, I like reading your stuff. It's not you know, it's very relaxing, quote unquote. And I say perfect. So I guess that's a little bit about knocks and you know how you know everybody has their hobby, and I guess the difference between hobbies and commerce and art is I mean I I'd say there's artistic things about knocking and erotic knock fiction, but I wouldn't call it an art form. And it's hard to have commerce just because it's like such a small thing. And 
uh, so it's it's just kind of, and, and that's I guess why everybody like is really worried about keeping it uh, uh, the way it is. But things always change. That's what's hard to. But you got to enjoy it. So that's what I'm going to do now. I'm going to load up some knocks, kick back. Uh, probably tonight I'll just shuffle some knocks. Uh, they, they haven't done that in a while. I'll just kick it on the whole, you know, the whole all the gigabytes and tetrabytes of knocks I have. And, uh, and yeah, just do that. So, you know, do TV off or whatever. And, uh, yeah, so have a great night. And... Uh, Postman always knocks twice. That could be another one. You're right. All right. All right. Good night. Uh, I want to thank everybody over on Facebook, uh, Amanda, Aaron, uh, Jennifer G, Alyssa, Nicola, J to the D, Rachel C, Alicia M, uh, Melinda S, uh, Gene C, uh, Jacqueline E, Alicia C, Lord B to the S to the R, thanks and good night, thanks Teresa, uh, thanks and good night to Allison uh, T, thanks to Joe S and good night, John C, thanks for the great question and good night, uh, David G, thanks and good night, Judy P, thanks and good night, Alex M to the L, thanks and good night. Uh, Lori S., thanks and good night. Julie F., thank you and good night. Uh, Melanie S., thank you and good night. Uh, Mandy G., thanks and good night. Aaliyah, thanks and good night. Andy A., thanks and good night. Uh, Alicia M., thanks and good night. That's uh, on Facebook. Let's see, we say goodbye to Denny's uh, appendix, so thanks and good night to that. Uh, Dustin, Steve, and Dan, thanks and good night. Uh, Kathy, thank you and good night. Uh, Karen, thank you and good night. Colin, thanks and good night. Uh, Christian, thank you and good night. Matt, thanks and good night. David, thank you and good night. Mary, thank you and good night. Katie D, thank you and good night. Alexandra and the chickens, thanks and good night. Uh, Annie, thanks and good night. Jonathan, thank you and good night. Marcy, thank you and good night. Uh, Carolina, thanks and good night. Wendy, thank you and good night. Uh, Megan, thank you and good night. Eric, thanks and good night. Joseph, thanks and good night. Rachel, thanks and good night. Leonardo, thanks and good night. Ronnie, thanks and good night. Blake, thank you and good night. Scott, thanks and good night. Uh, Camilla, thanks and good night. Andrea, thanks and good night. Uh, Jill, thank you and good night. And then the comments on the website, uh, thanks and good night to Maggie. Thanks. Karen, thank you and good night. Jennifer S., thank you and good night. Uh, Pine, thank you and good night. Dawn C, thank you and good night. Knox, thanks and good night. Thank you and good night, everybody that's uh, reaching out to support the show. Thanks so much.